This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Hi guys, welcome along to this podcast. Hope you're going to enjoy it. I'm sure you are. This is Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. And on the show this week, we spoke to an Emirati Alira who's a fantastic singer and songwriter about his journey into the world of music. Food was on the menu with Chef Rohit Guy and he talked about the Jubilee Gastronomy that he's going to be taking part in over at Expo 2020. The man in Dubai... Or the Giza in Giza told us about car park drifting in Cairo. That's Paris Norris. We also checked out Erdang Open Day, where you can learn to dance and act in style. We were joined by Mikey and Robin from the Erdang Academy Theatre. Do enjoy and join me live on the show weekdays from 11 o'clock, only on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You certainly are, and welcome back to the show. Kicking off the week, Sunday morning, and uh, something uh, very special coming up right now. We're joined by Emirati singer Alira, who is a man of many talents, because not only does he sing in his native Arabic language, he can sing in Indian, Filipino, English, French, and I'm guessing loads uh, more. Um, Alira, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, when you started singing. You were born and raised here in the city of Dubai, uh, which is a great place to grow up. Um, when did you start singing and what attracted you to, to music? All right. So uh, for me, music has always been um, uh, special uh, to, to me and my family, actually. Been, there was music play- being played all over the house. Um, there was maybe uh, a radio playing or even on the TV. I would like, you know, be very, very excited to um, hear when there's a new song coming up. And uh, also the cartoons. I was like a big fan of Disney. Okay. Movies. So uh, wherever uh, any new Disney movie would come out, I'll be having the cassette and just like playing it over and over again. And then just like jamming onto it and singing along to my, like, my favorite tunes. And um, uh, later in life, I, I felt like there was a, connection that was that was being established with me in the music okay and uh you know it just spoke to me um and then like around 2006 that's when i actually took it upon myself to take it further yeah I'm, I'm, i mean i'm guessing when you were growing up you were probably listening to dubai 92 which i was on uh, <laughs> <laughs> mark time. was your inspiration yeah. <laughs> i mean what kind of what kind of you know what artists were come, come to mind when you think of influences of people oh i love their music i love their music all right. So basically, even though I'm like 26 years old, but I feel like I was born the wrong generation. <laughs> I Do you feel like an old soul? Very much. Very much. Actually, I feel like an old soul. And um, like, you know, my the kind of music I listen to are the 90s music. Yeah. Um, like my some of my favorite artists are Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, you know, wow. the big, the big voices. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. These are the, you know, the singers have that have shaped me and also have a lot of influence and impact over my singing. Um and a lot of singers also uh, from from that era, uh, just because I just feel like there was actually um, legit kind of sound in mm. music back yeah. then. Yeah, it was more organic, wasn't it? As, well, it a was. bit less produced, perhaps. Exactly. It, and it's timeless. And that's what I really love about it. Yeah. And the pure vocalist, because you have a very, very <laughs> high, or should I say wide range. Tell us about your that's vocals. Um, well, um Growing up, I had to, I mean, work on my range for sure. Uh, there, there was times where I used to look, for example, at Mariah Carey and like, wow, she can hit yeah. those whistle tones. And yeah. I was like, I would love to do that some, sometimes. And I just like, kept thinking about it. And the next thing you know, I, I actually you could, could do, do it. it. You know, so 
Is that with singing lessons? Singing. I know, actually, so basically I started off by myself. And then uh, three years ago, that's when I started uh, seeing a, a vocal teacher here in Dubai by the name of Lisa Hugo. And she has helped me with my breathing. Uh, but then a lot of work has been done. I, mean, I have put um, so much of my time and uh, effort into developing my sound, my voice, and extending my range, um, exp- like exploring different parts of my voice, I would say, mm-hmm. and different uh, colors and textures, you know, um, so... It's, it's been a journey. Should we should we get a glass and see how yeah. if you can break <laughs> it with your voice? <laughs> no, it's amazing what what the human voice can do, though, isn't it? It's the ultimate instrument, really. For sure. um, yes. And and it sounds like you focus quite a lot on the top end to get get that falsetto and even higher with it, the whistle tones. There you go. There you have it. Yes. And also, uh, I would you know like to add to that is the opera actually, which is uh, something that I've always loved, and um, it just spoke to me. Also, you know, I remember hearing Andrew Bocelli's. Uh, Conte Partiro mm-hmm. and I was like oh, no, I wanted to sing that sometimes and I tried it once um, and then I took took my laptop and just like ran to the bathroom and I was just like practicing it there <laughs> just because like <laughs> the acoustics I, exactly <laughs> there you have it so it was it was something really special and uh, uh, worked hard on it I'm still working hard on my voice um, I think it's an ongoing journey I think every day is a learning experience uh, for whatever we choose to do in life whether it's music whatever it is and so I'm excited to learn more and share it with the world. Now, your latest track, it's called Take Flight. Um, yes. Give us the background on this song, uh, when it was written, and what's the story behind it? All right, so uh, the song is um, is an upbeat uh, song, and I've actually written the song with uh, um, a friend of mine, uh, Wayne Wilkins. He's actually uh, a producer and a songwriter, and he has worked with amazing artists like uh, Natasha Bedingfield, Beyonce, Wow. Um, so yeah, we I, like I got got through to him, and we started working on the song. And um, <clears throat> the main idea about um, this song is basically about love, and uh, which is one of the values that I stand strongly for. And it's about people, uh, you know, two lovers coming together and experiencing like an outer space kind of feel of of their loves, and that how that their love is going to impact the rest of the world and make the whole world fall in love. Basically, so all right. Let's let's hear a little clip of this one then. Take flights. This is once again from Alira, who joins us live in the studio. A lot of energy in that one, isn't there? Um, it's, you know, very current. It's very much of, of the music of, of the times. And, um, yeah, love it. And, and you say, was was it produced here in the in the UAE? Uh, actually, so, okay, the song we worked on during the COVID period. You yeah. know, I was in the house. I was like, you know what? That shouldn't stop me from working. Yeah. And then I took it upon myself to reach out to Wayne Wilkins, who was based in LA. 
And uh, we, yeah, we worked through Zoom and stuff. You know, we started writing the um, the song, and then we had like a jump session with him and his team. And then we took it from there. Like in, in two two weeks' time, we, the song was there. And then I like went to the studio once the time allowed me because of the COVID restrictions. Yeah, here, I mean, once you've got it all down, once yeah. it's all mixed and it really sounding slick like that, I mean, how do you go about then? getting it out to uh, the public and promoting it well you know what it's been sitting with me for quite some time you know and i was like thinking to myself when is the right time for me to launch myself you know um and i, I thought to myself expo would be maybe the best time yeah because you know um expo you know not only i mean dubai pl- provides a platform for all of us emiratis and also the world to showcase what we have from talents from business ideas you name it you mm-hmm. know and um i just felt like i should maybe be part I, I've always wanted to be part of this world and part of you know give back and make my country proud and just like you know elevate and position Dubai on a global uh, platform well I think you have made uh, everyone proud with that song and yeah. um, here's a, a question for you uh, if there was one artist that you'd love to do a duet with that you'd love to sing alongside who would it be? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, um, it'd definitely be Mariah Carey or Celine Dion. I knew you'd say that. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew I mean, Mariah. There, there you have it. Uh, they're, you know, they have big voices and stuff, and they had huge impact in my life. So um, it'll be an honor to be with uh, alongside and singing something. Uh, yeah, them. she's a special singer, is Mariah Carey. She's, she's incredible. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, <laughs> Whitney Houston's, they're timeless. Absolutely. And I met Mariah a couple of times, so, you know, I had to talk. So maybe so. <laughs> so what did she have to say about is your in the songs? Works, but hopefully soon, once you know, uh, my did music she give is... you any advice on singing? Yes, she told me actually remember me always when you're writing your song because I told her you're my inspiration behind writing the songs. Wow. You know? wow. Um, for me, I I didn't always know that I, I had it in me, and when it comes to uh, writing songs, so it was just for me. I started off by just singing cover songs, um, and for the past f- uh, like f- four years, and then like in in a year's time f- from you know I started. Um, I discovered that I could actually write my own songs and also compose them with melodies and stuff. And, you know, it just happened all at once. And I thank God, first and foremost. Uh, A message coming in from uh, Lisa. Do you perform live um, anywhere? Do you you perform live? Yes. And I'm actually excited to to announce this, that I'll be singing alongside Michael Lurster Rock and Boys Avenue on the 2nd of December. Oh, great. It's going to be a concert coming up. On Boys Avenue. Yes. They're, yeah. They're coming here with Michael and They're Sirot. big in the Philippines, I think. Yes, yeah. they are. And it's going to be in the festival arena. And then uh, there's another uh, concert, the biggest Filipino concert happening here. It's called Pascong Handong uh, Pinoy. And I'll be singing uh, a Filipino song there for them, too. sun's going to shine on everything you do. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Only on Dubai I 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to uh, the show, Lunch with Lloyd. Having a fascinating conversation with Emirati singer Alira, who, uh, as we mentioned, is a man of many talents, um, not only singing in Arabic, his native language, but um, in Indian, Filipino, English, French, and many, many more. Do, do you speak all these languages naturally, or do you learn the lyrics in that particular song? But there you have it. Um, it's, it's usually the lyrics. It starts off with the lyrics. Um, it could be I'm sitting somewhere and I, I just heard a song and I'll just shazam it or write, try to find the lyrics because uh, like usually the melody moves me. And the language has always been fascinating. I've always wanted to learn a new language. Um, and to me, the idea behind learning a new language or singing a song in a different language is to be able to uh, you know, allow people to welcome me to their hearts. First of all, and also welcome me to their culture. 
I, you know, I want to dive into uh, to their world, and I also want them to, I want to pay respect and tribute to their country by singing uh, a language. Um, But you know, one thing I wanted to ask you is being Emirati, Mm -hmm. similar to me years ago when I was Indian, Mm -hmm. trying to break into that music industry. It wasn't the done thing in our family and in our culture. How has it been for you? Well, you know what? Um, I grew up um, in Dubai and looking at how Dubai came forth, like, you know, in the past 50 years, we've advanced so much. As a nation, we've welcomed the whole world. Um, you know, UAE also became a mixture of so many other nationalities and cultures and diversity. And, um, you know, I just felt like this, it's, you know, it's not, it's not something that's been happening a lot here. But I think it's time for us to rise as a nation, you know, uh, as people also, and showcase the talents that we have. And mm. there's so many fellow Emiratis um, that I know that have so much talent, whether it's in the music field or in the arts or you name it. And I hope that, you know, through me just also sharing my music and my voice to the world, I can help also pave the way for everyone else to step on that platform. Another message coming from Elisa. Uh, Elisa, I think, a big fan. Uh, <laughs> what would you tell other artists in the country who are considering following this passion, whether Emirati or expatriate? Yes. Well, I would say that never give up on your dreams. You have so much talent you know you're so special and i i just want to say that i believe in you you know whatever in whatever you decide to do um and i just want to say that you're part of my family and uh keep going keep pushing for it you know even at times when you feel like it's not gonna you're not gonna make it you're not gonna you know i've had that doubt in my head so many times like and i broke it down so many times but i pushed right through it and i think um, um this is the mentality that you should have Keep pushing for it. You know, you have one person believing in you and the next thing you know, they have the whole world by your side. Yeah, yeah. Once again, tell us where we can see these live performances that are coming <laughs> up with you. All right, so um, for both the upcoming concerts, it's going to be in Festival Arena next to Festival City. That's uh, going to be at December 2nd and December 10th. And then hopefully, inshallah, it's going to uh, have another upcoming concert. Uh, it's actually a, a performance that I've, of a song that I wrote specifically for um, Expo. Oh, That's wow. going to be in January 2022, uh, with the dates hopefully to be announced soon. <laughs> cool. And um, if we want to follow you and keep up with your uh, music, and I'm sure there's more music to come. For sure, yes. Yeah, where do we go to? <laughs> well, um, you guys can follow me on alira.official, my Instagram, and there's like, going to be um, a link there to my other uh, social media. Yeah, I mean, looking forward to the future, what, what do you hope for with your music career? Well, I hope uh, that I can... Uh, tap into different uh, markets and um, basically I think the whole message behind the music for me is to be part of people's hearts and uh, for them to remember me in their prayers. This is by far the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to achieving. Do you, do you know what I get from Alira? Even though he's an old, skull, old soul, I feel like he's a very gentle soul the way he's talking as well. I'm very relaxed yeah, around I'm very him. calm now. Yeah. <laughs> Alira, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, you uh, on the show, you. sir. And um, we look forward to uh, your live performances coming up and indeed more music coming from uh, you. A fantastic talent joining us there on at the show. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, getting the week started just right. Now, if uh, you're going to be heading to Expo on the 11th of November and want to dine somewhere with amazing food, then why not head to the Jubilee Gastronomy? Gastronomy, uh, Because you'll get to sample the delights of the Michelin star chef, Rohit Gahi, who joins us on the line right now. I'll say good afternoon, Rohit. How are you? I'm very well, Mark. How are you doing, buddy? 
Very good, sir. Now, um, you've got quite a few restaurants in London. You've got one in Doha. Tell me about the kind of cuisine that they're all focused uh, around, Rohit. It's a pan-Indian contemporary Indian food. So we mainly focus on that. So a little bit of, you know, uh, twist with uh, authentic Indian dishes and take on modern, modern Indian food as well. Okay, so uh, what kind of dishes are you going to be serving at Expo um, on the 11th? Wow, there will be a couple of my signature actually, which I already replicated at Expo Coutille. Oh. So, mix of vegetarian and non-vegetarian tasting menu. Okay, so you're going to mix it up just a little bit. Um, g- g- tell me a bit more detail about these uh, signature dishes, uh, Rohit. So, for example, like, you know, there will be aloo tikka. It's, uh, it's one of the, you know, famous uh, street food from India. Yeah. And most of the restaurants in London, it it's already on the menu. Uh, there will be uh, a quail. Quail means samosa, like a parcel with the textures of broccoli. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and charred chicken breast with the wine tomato sauce. So there will be a plenty of dishes, actually. Okay, it sounds mouth-watering. I mean, well, when it comes to Indian cuisine, um, there's a lot of competition, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, in London. So what makes your food unique and that led you to achieving the Michelin star status? To be very honest with you, after opening so many places, I hardly believe in competition. You know, I just put my focus on my work. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> so it's, it's you think about yourself and, and don't worry too much about what the competition is doing by the sounds of it. I mean, yeah, exactly. To be honest, rather than, you know, uh, losing your focus, I would, uh, I would recommend hundred percent focus on your work and confident about your team and your product. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, have you ever thought about opening uh, a restaurant here in Dubai? I mean, we've got a great foodie scene uh, across across the UAE, but specifically Dubai, you know, have you thought about perhaps opening up here? Look, to be honest, uh, when I came across about uh, Expo Dubai, I was like literally amazed uh, and, you know, they, I heard so many big things about. So that's why we decided to open Kuti. Uh, with the partner, with our partners, you know, Gates Hospitality yeah. in Dubai. Uh, and I think it's a really good platform to, you know, replicate my food and spread the word across UAE. Uh, for sure. I mean, we've got a fantastic uh, gastronomy scene here in Dubai, and I'm sure you would, uh, you know, fit beautifully into it. Um, you've also appeared on MasterChef in the UK. Now, there's a lot of cooking shows around now. What What's your take on these type of shows? And are they successful in the long run? To be uh, honest, uh, MasterChef and other, like, you know, uh, cooking shows, it can give you, you know, good good platform to spread your word through the media as well. So, in my belief, I think it's a it's a right platform to do it. And sometimes I hardly do, but uh, of course, if there's a good uh, opportunity, I love to do all these shows. Now, are you excited about uh, coming over to uh, Dubai to uh, actually cook for us um, here at Expo? Of course, of course, uh, of course. I already been there. This is my second time. See, yeah, how excited, excited uh, for me. I'm coming back again day after tomorrow. 
Awesome. Well, we look forward to you coming back um, to uh, to cook for us some fantastic cuisine here at Expo once again on the 11th of November at the Jubilee uh, Gastronomy. Um, thank you so much, Chef Rohit, for joining us um, on the show. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back uh, into the show. Regular listeners to uh, Lunch with Lloyd will know that we catch up uh, each and every Sunday with Paris Norris, the guy in Dubai. But he's not a guy in Dubai this week. He's the geezer in Giza. Explain, Paris. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm back now, but I, I spent last week in, uh, in Egypt, uh, in Cairo, and I was there for the Red Bull car park drifting event. Um, and uh, it's actually been my first time to, to Egypt, so it was uh, really quite um, uh, an eye-opener. It was fantastic. And car park drifting is really fast and furious, high-octane uh, racing, I guess is the way to describe it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but basically they... Take a car park, take a number of different obstacles around it, and they're very, very skilled drivers yeah. uh, basically skid around it. Uh, the, the wheels are going so fast that the, the smoke comes out and fills the whole arena, so you can smell it, you can taste it, you can see it, and you can definitely hear it because they make really loud noises, these cars. And... Um, so what kind of cars are we talking at? Uh, are we looking at, Paris? Are they, are they kind of modified spe- specifically to do this uh, drifting? Or is it your average, you know, your average car that we drive a- around the streets? Uh, yes, they are modified, yes. But they're cars that you would recognise. So, you know, they are cars that you generally could buy, but they modify the engines to be more powerful. Um, obviously, they have uh, d- different types of wheels, um, and they, they take out everything that's kind of heavy in them, you know, like yeah. uh, the AC and things like this, and they put roll cages in for safety. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they're cars you would recognise, but they're um, highly modified. All right. Um, so when it comes to the technique of driving, did you have a try of it? Um, did you try it out? And, you know, how, what kind of skills do you need to have to, uh, to become a good drifter, let's say? So a lot of drifters have come from rally driving, and I think that's where it sort of originated from um, because when they go around corners, they effectively drift. Um, I didn't actually have a chance to do the drifting myself, but I had the pleasure of sitting in the passenger seat with Abdo Fagali, who's the the, the sort of... uh, the figurehead of the sport, yeah. one of the sort of the, the best, and uh, he's got you know a Guinness World Record for the longest drift, and um, uh, he took me around, and it, it was uh, it was hair raising. <laughs> so, I mean, is it something that you've uh, it's piqued your interest? Would you like to kind of get into it? Because I know you can actually do drifting here in Dubai. I would. I would definitely like to learn how to do it. Um, it's something you don't want to try on the roads or course, uh, anywhere yeah. uh, on private ground. So there are some places you can learn. You can learn at Yas Island, where they, where they teach it, um, and also in Umarquain, where there's a track. And, um, you know, they, they'll teach you the, the, the sort of basics of learning how to actually drift and skid a car around in a safe environment and, you know, 
if it takes your fancy, then it, it, it could be something that you can compete in. So is it kind of a combination of, uh, of steering, of braking at the right time? And uh, it's almost like the stunt drivers do, isn't it? Yes, it is. And in fact, a lot of the uh, professional drivers who I met at the competition, a lot of their work is doing stunt driving for films um, and things like this. So, um, and, and a lot for commercials. So yes, they, they um, within the car, they have it uh, set up slightly differently. So um, there's a sort of uh, a handbrake that can kind of be released very easily. It's on a, on mm. a big lever. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a, it's a case of you've got a very high-powered engine. So as soon as you take off, the wheels are skidding. And um, they've got to kind of turn at angles in order to skid sideways. And in car park drifting, they set up obstacles. So you have to hit certain markers. Uh, one is like a big yoga ball that you've got to hit with a certain part of the car. Some are like gates that you have to, uh, to get. So it's a bit like uh, slalom in some ways. Um, and they're sort of you know, skilled at knowing when, when, when to brake at the right time in order to get the, the car to turn around and things like this. So, um, it's, it's, it looks like it takes a lot of work to be able to get it mm. right. That's for sure. Yeah. So the Giza in Giza, um, did you manage to do any sightseeing while you were over there and, you know, see, um, some of the, the more famous, uh, tourist attractions? I did. I went to the pyramids of Giza. Um, it was absolutely outstanding ever since I was, you know, a child in primary school and learning about the ancient Egyptians, I've wanted to go to Egypt and, and to, to see the pyramids. And even though it's exactly like you would imagine, it's still breathtaking. It's just, it's the history and how long it's been there. Uh, so I went to the pyramids of Giza. We actually went in one of the pyramids. Yeah. Um, that was a, a daunting experience. And, and as you know, I, compete in a lot of high adrenaline uh adventure sports but for some reason going in down the tunnel into the pyramids of uh giza was uh really one of the scariest things i've ever done <laughs> yeah, I've it done really that as uh, well i know <laughs> yeah it's yeah. uh it's, it's a little daunting isn't it it is the, the claustrophobia and just the uh it yeah it feels a bit strange and then I got a chance to go to the uh, the National Museum and see some mm. of the, the mummies um, and some of the ancient artifacts. And it's really a great country. It really is. And there's so much history there to learn about, um, you know, not just from the ancient Egyptians, but even to sort of modern day time. So... Um, very very interesting anyway luckily you've drifted your way back to uh, dubai are we going to see any of that footage um on your tv shows and future episodes you will it's going to be an episode we're doing all about motorsports um part of it will be the cairo section but we're also doing some uh, here in the uae uh we're going to be doing some in abu dhabi um so that will be going on amazon prime osn um, and I'll be putting up this week a little clip of uh, my drifting experience in Cairo on my social media. So you can check out Guy in Dubai uh, on Instagram and uh, and see what we're up to. Paris, I will come to you for a few drifting lessons uh, at some point. <laughs> in, I hope so. In the future, that's Paris Norris once again. Guy in Dubai, back from being the geezer in Giza. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. 
Welcome back to the show. Now, if you are a young performer and you love music and theatre, then this one is definitely for you. The Erdang Academy has a musical theatre competition coming up. And to find out more, we've got on the line Mikey, who is the head of dance, and Rabin, who is the head of musical theatre at the Academy. I'll say good afternoon to you both. And I'm going to start with Mikey. Um, Just tell us a little bit about the Erdang Academy. Uh, because I hear it's known for bringing London's West End training to the world. So give me a little bit of background on it. It is. So it's, um, it's one of the UK's most benign uh, conservatoires for training in professional dance and musical theatre, and it's based in central London. Um, it was founded in the 1970s by Leonie Erdine. Um, and what Erdine prides itself on is diversity and giving people opportunities and inclusivity with everyone who's maybe not from the best background. Um, everyone comes together and it's the best of the best who can all train together. Okay, um, so that's the roots of the uh, academy. academy. Let me bring in uh, Rabin here. Now, tell me about this competition that you've got coming up and uh, what kind of age groups it's aimed at. Sure, so we've got the uh, Erdang competition coming up on the 4th and the 5th of February. And it's for all talented musical theatre performers and dancers from the age of five up through to 19. And um, it's super exciting because Solange, our CEO, is going to be over with some industry professionals to judge the competition, but also to lead West End masterclasses. Okay, so, um, Mikey, when it comes to dancers, that's your uh, kind of uh, area of expertise. What are you going to be looking for in, uh, in, a, in a dancer, in a performer? Basically, what we look for is someone with raw talent, that X factor, as you would call it. So we provide dance from jazz to contemporary to commercial to street to musical theatre jazz to ballet, everything. But what we really look for is someone who's different, talented and can really be themselves. Okay, so someone who stands out, as you said, that X factor is very important. Is that that the same when it comes to musical theatre, Robin? Absolutely, yes. I mean, we do judge on musicality, um, performance, um, acting through song. I'll be judging uh, the musical theatre competition. And it's really exciting this year because although the competition has been running for a few years around the world, this is the first year that we'll be doing an ensemble musical theatre team. And we've already got huge interest from loads of secondary schools and primary schools around the UAE. So I'm looking forward to seeing the talents that are Dubai and other Emirates have to offer. And, and what happens, you know, if, if we win this competition? You know, do doors open? Is it a gateway to kind of getting up a, another step up the ladder when it comes to, to musical theatre, Mikey? Well, you know, the people that you will be seen by are incredible. As Robin said before, industry professionals from the West End are coming over to judge the competition. Yeah. But as well as winning the comp, she will get given prizes, uh, you know, uh, free one-to-one lessons with industry professionals, as well as free masterclasses or summer school tickets. And there's also an opportunity to go to London um, for the final competition with all the other comps that are happening around the world and compete in the final there. I mean, you say around when it, uh, around the world. Are there a lot of academies, um, a lot of Erdang academies around the globe? The UK, we've been launching the UK competition for a few years now, and we're hoping that next year, for 2003, we're going to be looking at America, Germany, uh, Sweden. But this year, we're launching in Dubai, and we're launching in the UK. 
Okay. Um, now, I know you've got an open day uh, that's going to be happening soon uh, for people that are keen on finding out more about the Academy. Uh, tell me more about that and where we need to go for this open day. Yeah, so it's on the 19th of November and it's for students aged 13 to 19. Yeah. It will run from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and it will consist of two master classes in dance, one technical jazz class and one commercial class. The classes are completely free and it's at DS2 Studio in Alwazel. It's a great opportunity for prospective students to come along and train with us. And Rabin, I mean, looking at the at the theatre scene in Dubai, um, what do you make of it and how would you like to see it develop in the future? Well, I think Expo this year has really put Dubai on the map in terms of the performing arts. Uh, as we know, there are loads of great companies coming out, coming out to work in dance, in opera. Yeah. Um, super exciting time, I think, from, for the UAE. And, um, uh, yeah, we've already seen some fantastic stuff at the Dubai Opera House and... Uh, and I just see it growing. We've got a couple of theatre schools that we're now running across the UAE. Uh, we're also running a BTEC in association with Kent College. So the talent is absolutely here. We're just we're here to cultivate it and to see it grow further. Okay, so Mikey, uh, finally, if we want to get involved in, um, in in this competition or indeed the Open Day, where can we find more information? Uh, you can contact us by email at Dubai at the international, and there we can give you information, of course, on our BTEC in association with Kent College, our open day, master classes, and the competition. Fantastic, guys. That's Mikey and Rabin uh, from the Erdang Academy.